here we are in this salubrious surroundings. The brick wall is always beautiful yeah. as a background. We've got some flowers. Oh, yes. We, we added the flowers for yeah. you for this one. We, I don't think we have used the flowers before, but not the orange ones. But okay. you were keen to put them in the background. Are you, yeah. a, are you a, a big flowers person or are you? Um, not a, <laughs> I'm a big flowers person, not a fake flowers person. <laughs> flake flowers scare me, but these are fake. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Chip Lunch Podcast. My name is Joel, and you will know me well because I'm on this podcast all the time. And I am flying solo as a host today. However, I'm not flying solo on the podcast, which, you know, didn't go too well when I did one like that yeah. a few episodes ago. Oh, I saw I didn't watch that, but I See? saw the thumbnail. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. It's like no one's like, mm. I was like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this idiot? <laughs> uh, the Maybe voice. not those exact words. <laughs> <laughs> but it was close. Uh, the voice you can hear if you're just on your uh, podcast app is from Ashley. Welcome. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley. <laughs> if you know me, I actually met someone that I'd like grown up with church and seeing them for ages at a party. Um, it was church people, but yeah. came up to him and was like, who are you? And I was like, oh, um, no, not everyone knows me. That's crazy. Did they really say, who are you, though? Um, look, pretty much in those words. I mean, maybe <laughs> slightly deviated, but yeah, it was very much like a who are you? I've never seen you before. And I was like, I- I've seen you. Wow, that's a bit, a bit aggressive. Yeah, so... Um, I've come to the realisation that not everyone in our church might know me. So. Oh, is that because your father is chief warden? Yeah. And you're like, everyone knows me because my dad. Yeah, yeah. The nepotism gets to my head sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, thanks for coming on. It's been, it's really cool to have you on. You've been at work already, you yes. were telling me. Yes, this morning. So yeah. you, how long did you, when did you start? What time did you start? Because yeah. it's only, we're recording this, it's just after 11 in yeah, the morning. Yeah, yeah. So I started at six o'clock. Yeah. And um, usually I'll finish at nine because I'll drop, um, I do disability support work. So I'll drop my client off at a day program Okay. Um, around like nine, nine thirty. And that's my day. And then sometimes depending on uni, I'll work in the afternoon, do like a dinner shift as well. So I'll work really? from like six till ten. <sighs> Yeah, so they're like odd hours, but they yeah. work with uni really well. So. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, yeah, but I worked till 10 today and then came here. So. Yes, you did. Thank you. Yeah, that's <laughs> I okay. appreciate it. Here we are in this salubrious surroundings. The brick wall is always beautiful yeah. as a background. We've we got some flowers. Oh, yes. We, we added the flowers for yeah. you for this one. We, I don't think we have used the flowers before, but not the orange ones. But okay. you were keen to put them in the background. Are you, yeah. a, are you a, a big flowers person or are you? Um, not a <laughs> I'm big... Flowers person, not a fake flowers person. <laughs> like, flowers scare me, but these are fake. They are fake. So are you a bit worried they're, like, creeping um, over your shoulder? No, I've, <laughs> I've dealt with it. But, you yeah, know, I am a little scared, tend to be a little scared of fake flowers. Why are you scared of fake flowers? I don't know. Because they're pretending something they're not. Maybe. I think it's just the plastic. I don't, I don't know. They feel weird. Yeah, I think it's, I think when I look at them, I like, I get the feeling sensation from it. Oh, like they are plasticky. You'd yeah, like, like in my hands, I feel like the tactile texture of it. And I'm like, oh, really? just from my eyesight. Yeah, or you like remember the feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why like even, it's yeah. It's weird when you do But that. I'm not seeing them right now. So they're just behind me. It's good. Just but no one would have no, known until we told them. So, oh, well, so they're, they're real. If they're watching it on YouTube, they would have noticed. I, however, True. have a PowerPoint in the background. It's, it's very exciting. Oh, is that a PowerPoint? <laughs> right here, yeah. Oh, I didn't even see Where that. Were you, what else were you looking at? I was at? looking at so the posters and I was like, PowerPoint? And then I was thinking maybe like it's a printout of, you know, like um, Word PowerPoint. 
Uh, so oh, I was like, oh, maybe like it's like a, a printout, oh. okay. And then like I was you like, saw like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, yeah, like a PowerPoint <laughs> presentation. I was like, is it? This is the PowerPoint I did earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there is an actual PowerPoint behind my head. Yeah. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we'll put something there. Yeah, the more end. flowers. Yeah, or your face. So you're like in both cameras. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like interviewing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. As I said, uh, we always start with one question which is how do you like to eat your hot chips so very classic very boring chicken salt however um i don't really eat like fish and chips if i'm having chips i'm usually like with a burger i'm a big burger person so Mm. admittedly that's my favorite food is it yeah everywhere i go every cafe every restaurant (laughs) i try and look at the menu and i try and deviate Mm -hmm. and i try and pick something different and i just get the burger every time i think it's like i've got this thing undiagnosed called menu anxiety (laughs) so when i look at the menu i get so stressed like it's i feel it in my chest and i don't like my eyes go everywhere i can't like even i can't even concentrate and relax enough to be able to go through the individual items my eyes just get like overwhelmed and so i go to the burgers the burger is like safe the same and i I get a burger so then those always comes with chips or unless it's a good burger some people some places are a bit stingy nowadays but if it's a good Mm. place They'll give me chips mm-hmm. with the burger. So that's usually where I have my chips. And okay. they don't usually have chicken salt. When you have a the, burger? Yeah. If it's like at a restaurant or a cafe, yeah. they don't do chicken salt. So yeah. if it's like that, then I prefer like a herby, sort of like rosemary salt. Mm. Um, yeah. Guzman actually does like really good herb ones. It's like sort of Mexican seasoning yeah. on them. So those are really good. Okay. But if it's just classic fish and chip shop, obviously chicken salt. But then it gets a little bit more complicated depending on the setting. Mm, that's yeah. interesting. I remember we were talking to Ethan and he was saying chicken salt is only usually used on like just when you're having hot chips, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, that's your just meal. Just a snack or a meal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rather than you only get... This yeah. is what it, like I'm a plain salt guy, as everyone oh, would really? know that's been listening. I feel like I should know that. That's okay. Well, you <laughs> told me you watched the first few. I and did, then I did. As soon as you said it, I was like, that's right, that's right. So <laughs> I remember being like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, cancel this guy <laughs> yeah it's a bit boring you know but I, I i understand do you like sauces yeah oh tomato sauce is my yeah i'm a tomato go-to. sauce person personally my family always bullies me because they're barbecue and they're like you only do it because you think it's healthy and i'm like no just i don't like barbecue i don't um, a tomato sauce isn't really a choice about being healthy though no i think it might have like a little bit less sugar but apart from that like yeah it's there's no tomatoes in there surely but <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not. Depending no, on what you I just prefer eating. the barbecue's a little bit too sweet for me. I've I never really. Liked, I don't. I w- would prefer like talking about burgers. I prefer. I don't prefer, but I don't mind barbecue on a burger. But I don't uh, like it on chips. Yeah. Or like oh, it's a standalone sauce. No, tomato sauce yeah. is much better. See, I'm a tomato sauce and mustard person Ooh. for both chips and burgers. Yeah. Tomato sauce and like American mustard together. That's yeah. that's a good vibe. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Or like, which is why they put it on cheeseburgers at McDonald's, for example. Yeah, I love those. I get a double cheeseburger with a steam bun and Big Mac sauce. People think I'm a little crazy, <laughs> but that's what I have to order every time. It has to be steam bun. Is a steam bun? That's like the fillet of fish bun. No, is no, it? they just like. I actually don't know what they do, but they they just steam it and it gets a little bit bigger and like softer. Oh yeah, yeah. Because okay. sometimes they they taste a bit stale sometimes because they just chuck them. Oh, so it kind they're of toasted usually. Yeah, it yeah. kind of forces them to you know like make it a little bit nicer because okay. <laughs> they have to do an extra step. <laughs> so yeah, and then Big Mac sauce is just really good, but I I don't eat Big Macs just on my cheeseburger. Just the sauce. Yeah, yeah. Just add it on top of the 
the mustard and the tomato sauce. Here's a discussion that I was yeah. having someone last night. Like, so I don't really go to McDonald's. Neither. We just said here's this massive water. Like, oh, I don't go to McDonald's though. <laughs> 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 I go to other fast food places, but I don't usually go to McDonald's because oh, it just okay. tastes like McDonald's looks and looks better. And then as soon as you eat it, it's like it tastes like the smell of McDonald's, and then you feel bad afterwards. Yeah. I prefer like an Aportos or something. Okay, I was because I was going to ask you like because yeah. let's delve into the burger realm. Yeah, yeah. So where is where's your favorite burger place? Aporto, I'm guessing. Um, for fast food, Aporto. Yep. Um, and then I have my favorite burgers from this little cafe, Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mainly because the ingredients. So I used to work at Grilled. So I would you make pretty much, I went to this restaurant once, had the burger, loved it. And then I would make that burger at Grilled every single time. Because if you work a certain amount of hours, you get like a free burger. Okay. So, um, and this burger is expensive if you were to buy it like just up because all the like the additions and the subtractions it mm. ends up being expensive right give us the full ingredient yeah, breakdown so though. i will i will <laughs> so you can't do everything at grilled what this burger has but it has some relish some tomato relish on the bottom yep. it's got a oh, like, so like so bun first and oh, then, yes, then yes. the relish yeah okay, we're going yeah. bottom to top yeah yes, do okay, it. i might have to visual so I, yeah, that's okay so bun on the bottom it's got some tomato relish and then it's got the I think it's like a cabbage type slaw mixture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then it's got the burger, like the patty, which is like a medium rare. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's a wagyu. It's called an Angus beef burger, by the way. I probably yep. should have prefaced with that. That's alright. And it's got some cheddar cheese Hang melted on, on it. Sorry, just yep. go back to the beef patty. Is it oh. rather thick or is it thin? It's 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 a thick one. Pretty yeah, thick. Yeah. yeah. It, um, yeah. middle range. I've had thicker. Yes. But it's a yeah, it's on the thick side. Okay. We shall say. A thick boy. <laughs> I'm trying to not do the indo anyways. <laughs> yes. Um, so medium rare, you've got the melted cheddar and then on the top, oh I forgot to add the most important thing. It's got pickled onion that's got like a caramelized type. It's like a caramelized slash pickled mixture, if you will, because it's got the little bit of um like the vinegar taste, but then it's caramelized. Right. Yeah. The person that makes this is like, this is not at all what I do, but <laughs> this is my perception of it when I open it up. Um, and then at the top, it's got some tomato sauce, some mustard, and it's got my mm-hmm. favorite ingredient, which is truffle mayo. Ooh. So then when you eat it, the truffle mayo kind of like spills out. And then I dip my chips in the truffle mayo. Wow. Yes. With a little bit of mustard gets in there. So mustard and um, truffle mayo is probably my new favorite combination. It's quite a lot of sauces in there, though, isn't it? Because you said like the relishes on the bottom, yes. and then you've got yes. truffle mayo, yes, tomatoes. Did you say tomato sauce? I think so. I'm second guessing myself, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure there is tom- tomato sauce and on mustard. There. Yeah. Wow. So you like a saucy burger too? I do. I mean, I a add three sauces boy. to my <laughs> to my macas order. So yeah, I think I just like the sauces, and then you can dip your chips in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Like yeah, yeah getting the chips in, like it adds, yeah. like, like oh, it's the bridge between the chips yeah. and the burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and oh, it gives wow. them a purpose, you know. Gives the chips or the yeah, sauce? The chips, the chips. They, you don't think they have a purpose? No. <laughs> prior to prior to that. Well, I I'm also someone that when I look at food, I can my eyes are like ten times bigger than my stomach. <laughs> And, I, and I'll just persist, like I'll be verging and vomiting, but like I've still got food left, so I've got to eat it. Very bad. Waste not, want not. Yeah, yeah but um, so most of the time, like I can just eat a burger and like I don't need the chips. Like I'm full, I'm satiated, mm. there's no reason, but mm. they're there. And like in my mind, and I don't even really like, <laughs> this is a problem with me, I don't even like soft drink really, but when yes. I go to Macca's, I can't just get the burger, like I need to get a meal. 
you know. What, why? <laughs> why know. do you need to get a meal? I mean, it's not cheaper, but it just seems like it's it's always there. They're advertised as a meal. See, it's all marketing, but they're advertised as a meal. Just getting a little burger. I think is you just want a the sugar because you've got all the fat. Probably, the and stuff, probably, and then I think but then the I to... usually only have like a couple of sips of the drink, and I just feel sick, so I just oh. stop. Yeah. Well, that's very detailed. Yeah, I'm so. I enjoyed sorry. it though. No, don't apologize. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I like it. I like it when people are really interested in something and they know, you know, they like. I know what I want. Yeah. And this is why though. Instead of being like There's a purpose. Yeah. yeah. Like the chips give <laughs> help the chips find their purpose. <laughs> well, that's a very detailed answer to how do you like your hot chips? It was good. Yes. So I expect the same kind of detailed answer to the next question. Yes. Which is how did you become a Christian? Yeah. So well, I should preface this yeah. with you are the fourth Darvel to come on isn't it it's your dad's been on and the boys have been on yes has hudson had his own episode or yeah is he hudson's just... been on three times oh i've missed all of them so i've watched his... everyone else's but his there oh. that's so bad <laughs> so he was on he's my favorite i love him oh <laughs> well, <laughs> but sorry, i didn't watch Daniel. any of your episodes i'm sorry no that's fine so he was very early and then he did mm-hmm. one with tim bielharts Oh, I've definitely not seen that one. I may have seen the earlier one, possibly not, but I definitely didn't see that one. And then we did the one about the HSC, just finishing the yeah, HSC I with saw both the, of them. Yeah, I saw the Instagram clip, but I didn't watch the <laughs> no, I'm not watching that crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they were talking about how much, like, you shouldn't care about the HSC, and I was like, oh, guys, <laughs> <This> I'm <laughs> not great. watching this, which, valid, there's good reason for 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 and against obviously but like guys it's like a week before you do it or like it was after yeah and your your results gonna come out with guys (laughs) really yeah let's get into that like when we talk about your time yes yeah but sorry let's go back to how did you become a christian so um i was Thinking in preparing it, so my dad's a big fan. He came on and he does. He, he listens a lot. He's he been mentioned on. it. So we were driving to IKEA <laughs> yesterday, um, and he was like, "What's your what's your questions to the big three questions?" As at least they're known in my family, the big three. <laughs> um, so I. Why were you going to IKEA? Um, <laughs> because my my mum's a big crafts person. Yes. So she loves like for Christmas she makes all these Christmas pillows. She's made all these Christmas decorations, make everything. She's a bit crazy I do. in the art department <laughs> i do we need to get her on by the way we do i do remember when she knitted all those beanies for week away yeah. in the jesus bead colors yeah yeah for example yeah. she's insane yeah. it's, it's so cool so yeah. we were going to ikea <laughs> to get her a single pillow so long trip like the petrol cost is ridiculous for one pillow are, we, are you spoiling a christmas present now too um no 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 oh this will come out after christmas anyway oh even it's if good you do, i mean so. it is but she she makes a lot of pillows so okay. it was a single pillow <laughs> okay um, and so we were driving there and dad was like, I'm going to Ikea. Do you want to come? And I was like, of course, like I'm going to convince him to buy me stuff, which I naturally did. Um, so I was like, of course I'm going to Ikea. So I ended up getting two charges out of it, two phone charges. Cause mine had broken. Oh, so, they have them at Ikea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they keep on breaking on me. So I don't know why I keep on getting them, but yeah, they do. Mm. They do. Yeah, right. So there that's why we're going. And that's he was, going. yeah, back on track. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's my um, fault. I asked you the IQ question. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, um, what's your answers? And I, I knew that I had pretty solid answers for the first one, as everyone has just heard. And the last question, which we'll get to. Mm. But I was, I kind of stood in my tracks and I was like, I actually haven't really sat down and been like, what's my story? And um, to coming to Jesus specifically, because 
um, I guess it was kind of alluded to, but I grew up in a Christian household. Yeah. So yeah. Um, my family's been with this church since it um, happened and came and most of the people I knew from the previous church that we were at. So I just kind of have lived it. There's never been a single mm. moment in my life that I was like my origin, I guess you mm. could say. Yeah. And from the podcast that I have listened, I do want to preface, I have listened to some. How many is this? Is it like um, three? Oh, uh, at least like six, maybe upwards. Oh, that's, that's a reasonable amount. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I've heard heaps of people um, saying, especially people that have grown up in Christian households, saying that they... Um, always kind of not felt jealous but like was kind of they saw other people around them that had these crazy stories and kind of felt ashamed or was like I don't have a cool story to tell which I kind of never experienced that I was listening to the podcast and I was like oh I've never really had that because I guess most of the people that I know at least my age have all kind of grown up in a Christian family I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who um, is around my age that I'm close with that has come from a non-Christian family. Mm. So it's never been something that I've been like, oh, they've got a cool story and I don't, which is probably why I've never really thought of what's my story because it's just never something that many people have asked me about or it's just like anything that's been emphasised for me personally. So maybe it's, I don't know, maybe that's a testament to my age group that a lot of people aren't becoming Christian who aren't non-Christian or at least the people that I know. I mean, a lot of the people that I know just grew up in a Christian family and that's kind of what's been their pull to Jesus so um so yeah going on to my story um I think I just it was something that kind of developed over time there's never been like a single moment there have been moments that I can identify that I've kind of fallen away from Jesus and then I guess you could say um coming back to Jesus or redirecting myself back would be things like that but it's just kind of been um sort of a steady thing that's grown over time. And I found that my um, being more confident in my Christianity or something that's solidified has just been talking to different people. Mm. So I found none of my, oh, one of my friends was Christian, but not many of my friends in high school particularly were Christians. So I found most of my time was like, people were very open to asking me. And I talked about Jesus a lot um, during high school, just in random conversations people had a lot of questions which a funny question that just came to mind that Mm. someone told me that's always stuck out to me was I had a friend ask me if they've found Jesus's bones um (laughs) if they've found them (laughs) and I I was like do you know what happened like he he rose again like he's he's not dead (laughs) (laughs) that's the whole point yeah 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 yeah. so they have not unfortunately found his bones because they um (laughs) don't exist (laughs) i like the way you say you know like do you know what happened though (laughs) yeah well i I thought like it was i mean obviously not everyone knew i mean and i think they they did kind of know but they didn't really piece it together and i'm sure a lot of people um i hear like oh they found Noah's Ark or they found this thing and they found a lot of landmarks and like this is where Jesus did this and such and well they like find like a tomato and they cut it open yeah. and it looks like <laughs> Jesus' face and like yeah. how do you know what <laughs> Jesus' face looked like to make yeah. it know what it looks like in a tomato <laughs> yeah so they they always say that they found things so yeah. I'm assuming they were just kind of thinking about that but yeah that was my favorite question I've ever been asked it's like, pretty good yeah and I was like no (laughs) they haven't but yeah I've always um even at like if I'm at a party and I've met a couple of Christians at a party people mainly actually meet a lot of people who are orthodox 
So oh, okay. I find, I yeah, I have a lot of conversations even about like the difference between the way that they've been raised in their religion opposed to my experience. So yeah, I've just found having those conversations with people, even people in university, people have been pretty open hmm. to talking to, about it to me. And a lot of people have been kind of just inquisitive because it's very different to what they've grown up. Or I've talked to a lot of people who grew up in sort of like a Catholic yep. household, but a lot of them have just said that they kind of got their confirmation, um, I think that's what it's called, or oh, communion, sorry. Yeah, communion. They've yeah. done their communion yeah. and that's probably like the extent of it. Yep. So, um, and a lot of people have had sort of experiences, <clears throat> sorry, um, in their, with their family and how, like a lot of negative experiences with um, mm. Christianity and their family and their parents. So a lot of people just sort of asked me about my experience and a lot of people thought that my experience was really different, I guess, because, I mean, our church meets on a Saturday night. So a, a lot of people, yeah. like from them, there's like a million questions. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like the um, singing music together and stuff because a lot of Orthodox churches do hymns and stuff like that. Right. So I've talked to a lot of people about that. So, yeah, I think just talking to people throughout my life um, and in that you kind of have to come up with an answer, not an answer per se, but it kind of solidifies in your mind why you believe these things because you have to answer questions mm. and you, um, a lot Is of times you want to look up things you're like, oh, actually I don't know the answer to that. So yeah. I need to find that myself or yeah, I found that that's sort of developed my Christianity over time. Do you think that like it, going on what you're saying there, do you think it actually challenges you? Yeah, for that sure. therefore you do you kind of homework and then it solidifies your belief? Yeah, it really makes me sit down and think about it. Mm. Um, yeah, and it gives me things to pray for. It gives me things to really, yeah, question in my mind, sort of realign. Like, I think it's always good to question it or to be like, is this really what I believe? Why do I believe it? Um, mm. Sort of realign myself just so I'm not... Um, I mean, I don't think it's ever really good to just kind of do things because everyone else is or because that's what you're used to. I think um, that's sort of what's deep in my Christianity, being able to sit down and be like, this is why I believe it. I currently currently believe it. Um, I'm, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Does that make sense? No, I don't think I know what you're saying. I was just, I was, it is quite different, isn't it? And I say almost every episode, this is why we do the podcast because everyone has different, yeah, different experiences. And it's interesting that you said that uh, some people say that have grown up in a non-Christian, oh, sorry, that have grown up in a Christian household, they're like, oh, I don't have a special story, I don't have a conversion story. Yeah. But I think there's actually something quite special in what, you know, I've in listening to other people like yourself say that, is that it's actually cool that you grew up from the very beginning yeah, in a Christian household. I've thrown that up before is in terms of like, I, I come from a non-Christian family, but yeah. my kids are growing up, in a Christian family, like similar to you, going to church every single week and just thinking it's a normal part of their life and enjoying it. And I think there is something really special about that. I feel like, I don't know the best way to describe it, but it's almost being like protecting them a little bit. Like, yeah. And of course, you, they can go the other way where they have no idea what the world's like. Like yeah, you need to yeah, be careful of that too. Sure. Speaking of those times that you think that they've solidified and stuff, when was there a time, do you think, growing up in whether primary school or high school, that you're like, if you can remember this, oh, I am a Christian. Like, I, or I'm, um, there's something different between me and, and this person or that person. Yeah. Um, 
Probably around high school, even probably as early as year seven, mm. I think, because I went to a high school in the city. Because, um, yeah, I, <laughs> for some reason, was like, I'm not going to a school in the Shire. Like, there's no way. Um, <laughs> um, I was like, maybe I'll go to Kiriwi because um, my primary school sort of feeded into that. So yeah. I'd be with my friends. But I was like, I don't want to, I want to get out of here. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Really? Yeah. Uh, tell, but tell us more about that. Why do you think that was the case? Because that's not... Yeah. Usually a thing. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, people go to other schools outside of the Shire. Yeah. And a lot of people obviously just go to the local high school. So why did you think even at year, in year seven, you're like, oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I've got to blow this popsicle stand kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Like, why do you want to not be there? I honestly have no idea. Um, I, maybe it's just a personality thing. I've always been someone that's had very, like a very close, um, small group of friends. So I've never been someone that's been like really attached to having a group big group of people mm. or things like that. So it's never been something where I've been like, oh, I have to really go with my friends into um, high school. Um, same with university. No, um, no one from my high school goes to my university. I think there's like two other people. Mm. So I guess I kind of do the same thing again. Um, I don't know. I was just like, I think maybe it's a need to explore new things or Stuff like that. And I was really good. So I went to a performing arts high school. Got to get the flex in there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like, <laughs> My yeah, claim so, to fame. So it was Newtown? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, so Newtown. Newtown. Yep. Yeah. So um, I so you have to go through an audition process. Yep. So I did that. And a lot of people that go to my high school wanted to um, do dancing professionally or do make like sort of a career out of it or mm. do some sort of performing arts. Um, so especially when I was in the high school, a lot of people were like, oh, do you want to dance when you're older? Like, what do you want to do? And I was, I was always like, no, like, I don't want to do that. There's no way I want to dance. But I loved it. Um, I loved doing it at the time and I loved dancing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't fully know. I think it was just wanting to go out and explore and do new things because I never wanted to t take dancing anywhere. I wanted to study and do um, other stuff. But I think I was just... Maybe I'm an eldest daughter, so maybe it's an eldest daughter thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So what's it like going to Newtown oh, it's as pretty, a high school? Oh, it's insane. It's a, um, it's one of those things because especially in primary school, I remember my parents always telling me that they were debating putting us in a Christian high school, um, Christian public school or high school or going the public route. And so they did the public route. Um, and then I went to a um, performing arts high school in the city, which was a, even a little bit more... Um, there was not many Christians there. Mm. I don't believe there was a Christian group. I think on the tail end of high school, I heard that there was maybe, I don't know. Um, so um, I kind of end up doing even the opposite of going to a Christian high school. Newtown is very much the opposite of that. Um, but yeah, my parents were kind of debating whether they were going to do that. And they decided to go the public school route and then going to Newtown um, Which is still, that's a government public school. So yeah, anyway, no, it's a government it? yeah. public school. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's funded like a government public mm. school. It gets funding for performing arts. It probably mm. would. But yeah, so it's half selective, half um, performing arts. So it's the cohorts kind of split. So it's half oh. local. Yeah. So yeah. it's half local and half performing arts. Okay. But you, like, you're it's selective in terms of like, that's why you had the audition. Yeah. Just yeah, to get yeah. selected. For so that's select. It's not academically selective, yep. Yep. but it does do pretty well <laughs> because of the the performing arts students that are selected tend to like 
try really hard in academics yep. and like drive up the ATAR. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I ended up going to that school and was exposed to a lot of things, which personally, if, um, I think you were mentioning it before, like going to a Christian school or growing up Christian can kind of either, sh- like it depends how you go, can shield children or they can mm. rebel as a result of that. Um, so I kind of felt it felt like going to Newtown was good for me personally because I got exposed to th- things that were, um, <laughs> that it was just, like it's um, a, lot of, a party. lot of differences. Yeah. Is that what you would say? Oh, Yes and no. I'm, the main thing that I was thinking about mm. was like um, a lot of people on the weekends would go to Newtown and party. So you would come and you'd like walk over vomit sometimes to go to school because it was oh, just on the pathway. Right, um, yeah, we did have a few homeless people come to the school at certain points. So things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I did. Yeah, I was in dance class one time and I, we looked out the window and there was a lady who camped up because our school can sometimes look like an alleyway because it's got some big heritage buildings. Mm, does, yeah, and, I've seen yeah, it, yeah. And she camped out and um, was injecting heroin. Why? <laughs> and we looked outside the window and we're like, oh. So, yeah, there was things like that that were just around school, just in the nature of the area. Yeah. Um, and some other things which I'm sure my parents weren't thinking about that <laughs> happening on me being exposed yeah. to at a young age. Um, but um, I found, yeah, just there was a big variety of people and I found that being exposed to that and – I mean, it's at every single school. There was a lot of drugs as well. Um, a lot of people doing some stuff like that. But personally, um, and I was friends with those people because, you know, um, they were really nice to talk to. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hear you out, of course. So I found that personally that just seeing that stuff um, allowed me to actively choose to not participate. Okay. So I know that that can be different to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, like exposure therapy, I'm not <laughs> advocating for it. But for me personally, I saw that um, saw that stuff, and I obviously respected those people. But I was like, I'm yeah, I decided that that's something that I didn't want to do myself and participate mm-hmm. in from mm-hmm. being able to expose to that. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I am very thankful for the school as like crazy and eccentric as it was. Um, even though I'm not friends with many of the people that go there anymore, just because um, yeah, it kind of made me the person who I am and mm. I was yeah able to decide that I didn't want to do that because I'm sure certain people who I've I've heard of growing up in Christian households and kind of um, saw that they were missing that sort of stuff so they kind of felt like maybe partying and drinking and doing that sort of stuff is something that they're missing out on so right. they decide to actively participate whereas I um, grew up in an environment where people were at least in school because your friends obviously are very influential that they were um, choosing to do that and just seeing that made me decide that I didn't want to do that Mm. so I guess even that maybe helped me in my faith a little bit Mm. just seeing that and a lot of those people were really great like they would always ask me about um yeah ask me why I believe what I believe Mm. and I was going to ask what was it like being a Christian in that environment. Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. I know a lot of people um, have said, maybe um, a lot of older people have said that they experienced bullying for their Christianity in high school. I never experienced that. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I think that was just um, in my early years, I experienced a little bit of bullying. Um, But yeah, not really. I didn't really, yeah, no one really shamed me. I mean, obviously like some sort of backhanded comments or just things like people not understanding or. Like where um, Jesus' bones are. <laughs> yeah, like people getting defensive, but nothing that was like directed on me. Yeah. Necessarily just people um, 
yeah, I mean, it's a very, people get very passionate. It's a very passionate topic. So <laughs> people sort of saying things about like the religion itself, but nothing, yeah, nothing directed at me or nothing. Yeah, I was never picked on about it. People mainly just wanted to come up and talk to me about it. And then, yeah, maybe in doing that, they um, said their opinion, but nothing that was, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really experience that. So it was probably, that was good. Like I love talking to people, um, especially people who aren't Christian about the beliefs. And that um, that helped me develop myself as a Christian, but I do um, do think I could have benefited from growing up or having a few friends in high school who did have the same beliefs as me. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, because I didn't really get that. So it's good for good for both sides. I mean, I had youth group and stuff that that gave it. Um, yeah, I got that um, sense from that, but yeah, not in not in high school. And you're with mm. those people five days a week so it's probably like the most influential yeah. time of your life right yeah. yeah at that moment in time so probably having like one or two friends would have been nice who were christian mm. and was doing the same yeah grew up the same way as i did or had the same beliefs but yeah, yeah it's it was good and bad yeah okay so what's yeah. a um do you think do you know what would the, be the difference and you only went to this as yeah. a high school yourself but what's the difference going to a performing performing arts school like how does it like yeah. does your day look different oh yeah <laughs> yeah it really does so at least when I got to about year nine maybe year eight or year nine we got electives so um I could choose my electives and there were three dance subjects so I obviously chose the three dance subjects <laughs> so I was doing and each subject you've got to do like I honestly can't remember, but I want to say like two to three times a week. So I was doing at least six classes of dancing during the week um, inside school. Plus I was doing my 25 hours or whatever ridiculous number of hours of dancing outside of school. And then instead of Friday sport, we did Friday ballet. So I did that All as right. well. Yeah. Um, and then I was in the ensembles and companies. So that was an outside of school dancing that, and we'll do performances for that. So I did those classes and then to do that, you had to do an extra Friday ballet. Oh, no, it wasn't Friday. It was on Thursday because it was like a sport day. So it finished earlier. So we had to do like a two hour ballet class at school again for that. So it was, wow. yeah, yeah. Mind you, doing all the dance outside of school as well. So yeah, I ended up hating dance at one point coming up to about year 10 to 11. I like started resenting it. I hated it so much because it was just all I did. Really? Yeah, and school dance, or at least Newtown dance, is very different. It's very, like, technical and very contemporary and, like, not not as fun. But it's really good for the technique, and obviously that's what they're training you up for, but it's not yeah. as fun as, like, more commercial dancing. Right. Yeah, like, we would have, like, weird bongo music, and I'd have to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people that go to Newtown know the bongo music. They had some weird music <laughs> that they would play, and we'd have to wear leotard, and for um, contemporary dancing, we had to wear these, like, black tight stockings. So you mm. never got to wear, like, normal clothes, and we always had to, like, have buns and everything. So obviously we'd try to rebel and wear, like, different things, and do like yeah sometimes I'd wear little shorts because I was like yeah I don't have my tights today rebelling but yeah we had to <laughs> yeah we had to wear some funky stuff so dancing like you're saying became a huge part of your life yeah it's kind of hard for it not to be yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean let's delve into that a little bit more yeah. though so how did you start dancing okay. and then why did it build up into something yeah like doing itself so so yeah. much Okay, so <coughs> I started dancing when I was four, I want to say. 
Um, actually, at the dance studio that's like across the road a little bit. Um, oh, back from here? There. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, if the, like the community center, I don't think they own it anymore. They have a big studio now. Um, but yeah, just over there, actually. I started dancing when I was around four and I was just doing sort of recreational classes, yeah. nothing too serious. Yeah. And then, um, and I was also playing netball at the time. Um, as most young Australian girls do. <laughs> <laughs> do they? Is it all of them? I mean, netball yeah. is a very, very a large thing, sport, isn't at it? At least in the Shire. I don't think anyone from my high school played netball, but everyone from the Shire did. Okay. So um, I, yeah, so I was doing that. And then I think, I want to say around like age seven or something around then, maybe a little bit younger. Um, my mum, they did like competitive classes or I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically like a competition team. Um, let's say for the lack of a better word. So she was like, did you want to do this? Cause my, um, mother didn't grow up, grow up play, um, doing dancing. So she was like, this is such a fun thing. I kind of wish I did that. Um, so did you want to do that? Like she really gave me an opportunity to do that. And I was like, hell yeah. Like why, why would I not do that? Not <laughs> thinking what I was getting myself into. <laughs> so I started doing that and I was, um, competing, with like the troops, so you have like troops and you train you train every Saturday and some days during the week and then you end up doing ballet, tap and jazz. So there's these things called exams. I think they're called, no, they're something like an exam. It's been so long. I haven't danced for three years actually. Wow, so it's yeah, scarred you I'm that much. Since high school, since COVID, so that <laughs> explains it. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so you do these things called like ballet, um, they're basically like ballet exams, tap and jazz, and every single year you have different grades. So you go up in them doing the different grades and yep. I stopped jazz and tap eventually. I had to stop tap because I couldn't do wings. If anyone knows what wings are, they're with tap shoes. So your feet are like this, this is a demonstration. Yeah. And you kind of, you flick your ankles. So this is, this is my ankle. You flick your ankle like this and then you tap back in. So the tap noise is like, it's yeah. like sideways. Almost. You kind of have to like jump to do it. So you start off on the bar and put your weight because like you, if you see it like that. So this is my oh, feet. So you like, see flicking across the yeah, floor. Yeah, you of flick, thing. but you do both of your legs at the same time. So oh, you kind wow, of have to like hard. jump. And I, my Achilles, not my Achilles, my abductors just got ruined. I would like strain them every time I couldn't do it. So I stopped tap then. Wow. And stop jazz and I continued with ballet up until the very end. So I did my point shoes and everything. Very expensive. I wouldn't recommend putting your daughters in ballet. Oh, yeah, at least back <laughs> in my day three years ago, I'm sure they've gone up in price now. Probably. Um, but they were like a, over $100 for a pair and you would break through them every couple of months. And oh, most really? like professional dancers go through them every day. They break through. So they essentially got this like cardboard type material. It's like paper mache. And um, you have to like break them in with your feet. So as you get stronger, you have to have stronger shoes that have a thicker sole. Yeah. Um, and you, over time, your feet get really strong and you just break through them. And once they're broken through, you don't have any support. So you can injure yourself if you're on top of your toes. Oh, so you have to repurchasing right, right. these shoes. It's like a awful subscription. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it gets so expensive. Um, but yeah, so I was doing that. And then by the time, I think I want to say around like 12, possibly younger, um, there's this thing called solos. So my mom was like, did you want to do solos? And I think my dance teacher was probably like, came up to my mum was like, oh, your daughter's pretty good. Like I can make some money off her. Do you want to do yeah, solos? Do, and my yeah, mum was yeah. like, take my money. <laughs> so she, um, I started doing solos um, and then I started competing for that. So then I ended up 
um, around 12. Oh, I would have been, so I've done solos longer than 12 because I would have started high school around that time, 13. I think you start high school. Yeah, 12. So, 12, yeah, yeah, I must have been doing it a little bit earlier than that. Yeah. And then the I, solos, you're just doing the performance on your own. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah you do it before you, um, just on your own and you mm. tend to do like a lyrical jazz um contemporary piece so you have like a big three you want to break down these terms yes, though because yes. people don't know so, so sorry that's no you don't so need to apologize jazz is um not the music jazz no is it? no definitely not <laughs> no it's more like, <laughs> like yeah just you're doing a dance to that that would be tap probably. yeah so if you think of like music wise because a lot of people listen to music it's more like pop music so you're kind of dancing yeah. to pop music you're doing yeah. like sharper movements um Stuff like that. If you want to think of like backup dancers, so like let's say Beyonce's backup dancers, right. that's more of like a jazz that they're doing. Probably like a more like commercial urban, let's say, hip hoppy type jazz. I love this. I love all these terms. But yeah, it's that, that's more of a jazz. So yeah. more like pop music, you're thinking. Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift's backups. Like yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. that. Like I've, I've done so many dances like Prince, like um, Girls Run the World or whatever that one is. I've done a dance that's to Beyonce, that. That's Beyonce. Yeah, that's Beyonce, yeah. stuff like that. So, um, and it scars you because every time like an old song comes on, you've like, I've, I've got, I've done a dance to oh, that. Oh, do you remember the steps and stuff? Yeah, I yeah. remember the steps like, and it just mm-hmm. plagues me. And now I've kind of grown out of it. But when I was younger, I, you'd start doing the dance and yeah. like in public, like don't do that. Like that's <laughs> very obnoxious. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I would start doing the dance and every single time I think, even now, like a song will come on and I'll be like, I've done a dance to that. And like, no one cares, but I do. Like I did a dance but to like, that. But because you, yeah. so much is linked to the music and dancing. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously like this thing that it's like yeah. the memory and the kind of, even the... the yeah, um, the steps are like second nature. It's, yeah, 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 exactly. Because uh, you link it to the music. Yeah, right? funny story about that. <laughs> um, at one point in my life when I was younger, they thought I was having silent seizures. Oh. Yeah, so um, it happens in younger children. I was around, I want to say year nine, yeah. around that age, so that's like 14. So I thought I was having silent seizures where you basically, um, they you can't really tell, but the person sort of blanks out. And I was doing that a lot. So that's what they thought I had. But I ended up getting a brain test and I was doing that a lot while I was dancing. So I was able to do like the whole dance, but I couldn't really remember it. I was just zoned out like I wasn't really there. Um, so then I got a brain test, um, the scan, and they put in a bunch of lights to try and induce a seizure. And it turned out I didn't have a seat. I didn't have silent seizures, but I was severely iron deficient. So I was just oh. so tired and zoning out. But the, they cracked it because I was like, oh, yeah, like I do it when I'm dancing. And they're like, well, you, no, because if you, you do it, you stop. Be dancing, yeah. Yeah, you like stop in your tracks. Uh, yeah, so okay. that's how we figured out that I didn't have it. I was just very good at zoning out and still doing my dancing. So, <laughs> Which is, yeah. in one way, it's kind of good. Yeah, it was I? cool. I was like, <laughs> I don't have to go and seizure medication. That's great. I just needed iron infusions, yeah. a lot of them. They're good. They're, you, do, you feel good after those, you right? You feel though? so good, Because yeah. my wife has iron deficiencies, yeah. maybe not as bad as yours or whatever, but she's had a couple of iron diffusion, yeah, yeah. infusions and she's like, they're great. I feel amazing. Yeah, Oh, you go from like at least my, I got a recent blood test, so mine's about 12, <laughs> yeah, 12, can't remember the unit, but it's about 12. It's supposed to be around 50. And when you get it, I think you're up in like 200 maybe even. Nice. Yeah, you're you're good. And I haven't had an iron um, diffusion since infusion, infusion. Sorry, I said diffusion. Yeah. <laughs> it's my, my fault. Infusion since I think around before the HSC because mm. they were like, we're going to have to stock you up because you're going to be smashed. And I haven't had it since then. And I'm back down to that. So it slowly depletes over time. Yeah. But yeah, they they last. 
At oh, least mine did, yeah. yeah right. But you slowly go down. Wow. Yeah, so good. But um, yeah, that's how I found out. Hmm. Dancing. Was dancing, yeah. So let's go back to the terms though. Yes, Contemporary. The What's the difference between jazz? I reckon the one I struggle with is the difference between jazz and contemporary. Oh, are they very different? I would have thought it's lyrical and contemporary, which is more... See, I don't know what lyrical yeah, is. Yeah, okay, that, a lot of people don't actually. Yeah. Contemporary is kind of like, for example, a lot of my dances, I did an army contemporary dance, so I was dressed up as a little army person. <laughs> um, and it's there's more, more, think more like abstract movement. So um, at high school, we did a lot of contemporary, so it was like contemporary jazz. I think we had like a theatre type. It was, it was just jazz, but something like that. Um, and then ballet was like the main things that we did. So contemporary is more like abstract movements. You've What got, kind of songs? You maybe can identify yes. what songs so you I was, Yeah, the songs are like a lot more instrumental songs. Okay. Mainly instrumental songs, a lot more weird or like sort of one, stuff. There's like one person singing. It's not like music. It's just like instrumental and some woman yeah, singing yeah. sometimes. Yeah, so kind right? of. I don't think I actually have done a contemporary dance with anyone singing. Maybe someone's saying words. They dancing loves to. They go through phases. So when I was younger, there was a phase where they would have like an emotional speech. A lot of them were like TED talks or something while the person was dancing and there was instrumental in the background. Oh. So that would be a contemporary. But and it'd be like about women empowerment or something like that. Um, I think so. Bullying was a big one. They loved right. doing the bullying right. dances. Okay. Very yeah. emotional. <laughs> and you'll just wear like a button-down t-shirt and little like shorts and a crop top underneath, and that was just. Yeah, it was everyone doing it. It's just like you stripped it. back kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I didn't fall into the trap, I'm happy to say. <laughs> but um, Which then trap though? What the, was the trap? The TED Talk on top oh, of instrumental. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that one. Mm. Um, and then lyrical, you want to think of like, let's say like an Adele song or like songs like that, like emotional, softer movements, a lot of, yeah, like... Oh. Like that's more closer to ballet. <laughs> it's a little bit more ballet. Contemporary is also closer to ballet, but it's a little bit more ballet, softer movements. Is the oh, lyrical. It's, it's very confusing. And they tend to be emotional. So, yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it when you pair it with the music. That's it. Makes yeah, it yeah. So, think like more of an Adele. A lot of people did the, um, I'm awful with names, but the Under the River song, Under the Bridge, was a big one yeah. back in the day that people were doing. Which one's that one? What is she saying that? Is that. I can't even remember. Oh, we'll look it up. Yeah. Keep going. Though. Water, it's something about like water under the bridge or there's a bridge. Adele, I'm so sorry, but yeah. <laughs> yeah Adele will be listening to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, <does. laughs> she will. She will. So yeah, that's the breakdown of the. I like it though. Yeah. Uh, hang on. And then ballet. Everyone knows ballet, surely. Oh. It's like. Yeah. Leotards, tutus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find under the, un, what is it? Under the bridge is a weird hot chili pepper song. Oh. I'm trying to find... If you put Adele, surely it will come up. Well, I'll do Adele Bridge. Yeah, maybe. Water Under the Bridge. See, I did I not get it? Maybe I did. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes sense. And think of someone like just running around the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> Honestly, me. that's exactly it. That was what I was looking like. Oh, yeah. I yeah, know. yeah, you can see it. The vision. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need to sing the, find the lyrics yeah. <laughs> on Spotify. Yeah. yeah, if you swipe up, they do it. So what handy. do I hate the idea of being free? Good lyrical, though. <coughs> emotional song. And emotional lyrics. Yeah. So maybe that's Oh, it's why. great. So, um, so yeah, with the um, development of my dancing career, Ooh. I did... What's, what's your, just before you say yeah. that, what's your favourite? 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. So lyrical is my favorite, and then I'll do contemporary. But for a troupe, a jazz. Oh, together as a yeah, a jazz. yeah. So with the dance group, I would um, love a jazz. But for my own, I didn't have the stamina for a jazz. I'm not gonna lie. For a solo, I would be like puffing, that would be convulsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I loved a lyrical, and then contemporary was second. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, back to your dance. Yeah, degree. yeah. So um, I did solos all throughout high school. And then um, that's, I ended up doing a lot of competitions, which they were a lot of interstate ones. So I did a lot of, I mean, Newcastle's an interstate, but I did a lot of Newcastle, Canberra, um, the like regionals, the big ones at the end of the year were in Gold Coast. So I went to the Gold Coast a couple of times. Um, where else have I been? A lot of places. So me and my mum would go, we'll drive up, stay in a hotel and then do the dance and then mm. come back. So we like bonded a lot. During that time, yeah. I'm just about to cough. Hang on. (laughs) Cut this out. (coughs) I've got like a tickle in my throat. Yeah, the same. I had like phlegm in there. (laughs) Have you ever had that thing? I won't put this on the podcast. (laughs) Have you ever had the thing when like you get like like phlegm on your like vocal cords? Oh, yeah. And you can't talk? Yeah, I've got a deviated septum, so... It's all that cocaine use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, <laughs> um, no, yeah, I found out like a month ago. No. Oh, yeah, probably close to a month ago. Yeah. It's awful. It's still there. Do you need water? Yeah, maybe I'll get some. Like gargle. I don't know how you can get rid of coughs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like in my big fat Greek wedding where he always has the, um, is it Ajax? I haven't seen this. <gasps> you haven't seen my big fat Greek wedding? Oh, it's so good. I haven't seen many Really? Oh, no, that's fine. No, I love a good movie. <coughs> Although I like a little bit more pretentious movies, admittedly. <coughs> more what, sorry? Like, pretentious. yeah, pretentious older movies, you know, like oh. I, I will look at the score on Rotten Tomatoes of a movie before I watch it. It's, oh, really? Yeah. And if it's like, at least has to be above a seven, depending on the genre, like if it's a romance, I don't really like romance, but I'll be like, oh That's yeah, like problem. fair enough. But yeah, no, I hate it. I love reading books and I hate romance books. I can't do it. Yeah. I've read one recently, which is like, okay, but I can't read multiple. Yeah. I don't like romance at all. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't know. It makes it's me itchy. I'm just sound too sexist. Not oh, no, for a girl, okay. not like that. Yeah, I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. I'm trying. But you I don't, didn't have to. Like but it. no, but they just seem fun. But yeah, I don't know. I just get so annoyed. I'm like, why are you doing that? And they usually dumb down the woman a lot of times. Like especially in those movies. Like, why are you oh. doing that? Like, surely, like surely you're not taking him back. Like he sucks, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that's totally yeah true. I don't think I. I end up not. <laughs> you're supposed to like the guy, and I never end up liking the guy. I'm like, he sucks. <laughs> a loser and but then the, the story is always like it like oh we're breaking up it's like i can't yeah and if you break up like, why are you going back I together i need her back and then they've got to go to the airport before she leaves like, yeah mm. like no have a wine and watch a movie like have a wine. <laughs> why are you, why are we chasing after him yeah oh, right yeah okay so we you're right to yep. go back <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> i hope i don't keep coughing it's very annoying um oh let me ask you this question yeah so dancing such a big part of your life. Yeah. And then you said in year nine and year 10 that you started hating it. Yes. Why? Yeah. So I ended up dropping one of my dance subjects because I hated it so much. Wow. And I stopped doing the um, like contemporary, uh, not the contemporary, sorry, the companies and ensembles for school. 
and I stopped doing ballet for sport. So I went to the regular sport. Um, and what else did I do? I think, oh yeah. So then because I wasn't doing that, I, had to, I didn't have to do that extra ballet class on the Thursday. Um, and I think it was just cause it was all I was doing. Like I, yeah, I absolutely hated it. It wasn't like you, do you think you like kind of burnt out to a degree? Probably. I, yeah, probably. And I didn't really have any friends that were dancing because I had like a hard time with them in year seven. So I ended up being friends with all the local people. So I didn't have any friends in my dance classes. Oh, local people from Newtown. Yeah. So the local people from Newtown. So yeah, I didn't end up having any friends in my classes and they weren't like the people I did know because we had to catch the train in together because we all live from the Shire. There was like five of us. Yep. Um, Or did you catch it to Redfern and then? No, no, I just caught it with them. Yeah. But I think yeah. I didn't catch it with them on the way back. I think I caught a different train. Oh, I meant like when you catch oh, yeah, the train sorry. in, do you catch it to Redfern? Oh, yeah, yeah. And change yeah. and then go back out to Newtown? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Or Central. I think we went Redfern to get in and Central to come back. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, so I, yeah, and they were at my dance studio. And I think around the similar time, I um, ended up moving dance studios because this new dance studio opened up and my mum was like, did you want to move there because the um the girl was like kind of known around the area because she was on like a dance tv show and i was like i mean why not i've got nothing to lose oh so. like so you think you can dance or something yeah yeah she was on so you think you can dance oh. yeah the owner so she started a new dance studio and mum was like do you want to move and i was like yeah i mean i don't really care um i'll do that so yeah i think around the same time i cut started cut back or if not a year after that i started cut back on dancing because i just got a bit more balance i think so yeah. And you also said that you like, I don't want to make dance a career. Yeah, I didn't want to make dance a career. So, so yeah, you're just like yeah. doing so much. You're like, what is this getting me to? Yeah, maybe? I would rather do a different subject. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you kept the, you still kept dancing, but just to a lesser extent. Um, In school, outside of school, I was still doing the same stuff. Right, yeah, right, I was okay. still doing solo, still traveling everywhere. I traveled up until the... Um, yeah, the HSC. I my last dance competition for solos, at least, was in Queensland. Mm. I'm so, guessing yeah. that was on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. Does that so did that affect going to church? Yeah, like? so they were always on Saturday. Right. So I and um, we started the church on Saturday. <laughs> and we started church on Saturday, which Sunday would have been perfect for me, but the mm. Saturday um, ruined that for me personally. It was great for everyone else, but I suffered. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that really affected um, at least the friendships the, the friendships I was able to make. So that happened from an early age when I was younger. So I don't think I was really around as much or I would like jump in, like pop in. I would always come in like, I honestly, sometimes I'd have like full makeup looking scary. I, I actually remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always, I would always have like dance outfits because if I wasn't um, doing a competition, I would always have dancing in the morning on a Saturday mm-hmm. that would go for pretty long. It was like a pretty much a full day. So I'd come straight from that. So everyone just knew me as like the girl in like tights and a top, like in active wear the whole time, like for so many years. Um, I honestly, I'm pretty sure I had someone come up to me being like, wow, you're wearing normal clothes. And I was like, ah, that's so embarrassing. I didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I wasn't able to like make many, as many friends when I was younger. And even um, the friends I did end up making when I was older and I ended up coming to church more um, were like, oh yeah, I like barely knew you because we like, we grew up together, but they barely knew me because mm. I was always at dance competitions. So they... What impact do you think yeah. that had on your faith? I, I think, I mean, probably similar that happens to me now in the sense of like work and stuff. Like sometimes it's very easy to, you get so worked up in this, or like even uni studies, like that becomes such a priority that 
God sort of slips, all faith in general sort of slips through the cracks and like prioritising community does become second, unfortunately, because you've got this big thing you've got to work up towards or you're, or at least seemingly, I mean, it's a choice at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that sort of, yeah, becomes a priority without you realising. Um, I mean, we talk a lot of thing a lot of times about how like money and all these things can be put above God. But I mean, even like careers and dancing can kind of happen. So obviously I was young and I didn't really realise it. But it, yeah, it definitely was very easy to that be a priority and even I sort of missed the community aspect of talking to people that grew up the same way as me and had the same values who were going to church every single weekend like I didn't always have the opportunity to um, express my faith with them or talk to them about their lives because I was off doing my own thing I think probably isolation was the um, biggest thing from it because I tend to do that as a person anyway Um, yeah well even in church when I wasn't going um, and when I sorry when I was going to church um, a lot more as I got older I still tend to like stick with the one same one or two people and didn't really talk to many people so I was kind of just doing my own thing so I think I inherently kind of um, revert back to that which I'm as I get older trying to actively and I've gotten a lot better I talk to mm, a lot cool. more people now um, especially in the church community but um, I think that probably made it easier for me to do that when I was younger and even growing up in my high school years because, I, yeah, I was just so used to just going off and doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so probably it impacted the community aspect and connecting with those people the most. And obviously I wasn't getting um, the faith and listening to the talks and I wasn't able probably to develop my faith um, a lot during that time. Right. Yeah, but I still, um, I was still going to youth groups on a Friday and my family did this thing actually, especially in primary school because that's when my dad would drive us to school because high school was the train. Yeah. Um, so I, um, yeah, my dad would always get us to pray on the way to the car. Um, sorry, pray on the way to primary school in the car. So both of my parents work full time, especially back in the day. Mm-hmm. So they would always drive us to before and after school care mm. um, at like as soon as it opened we were the first ones there every single day so we um would always pray in the car together as a family and go um go around one by one and that's why i know the um the lord's prayer by heart because (laughs) i just did it so many times and once i learned it i thought it was like the coolest thing ever so when it came to my turn i was like i'm doing the lord's prayer like my prayer's written in the bible like it's so solid like no one can pray better than this this is the lord jesus said this is how we should pray exactly so yeah yeah. yeah, so i know off by heart to this day because of our little um, car trip. Mm. So that sort of was something. Yeah, it was always in my life, thankfully, because of my parents. Yeah. So that um, growing up in a Christian household definitely helped with that, especially because of what I was choosing to do with my time um, at that point in time of my life. But definitely I could have developed and come closer to God if I did get that weekly mm. um, sermon and the community aspect of it. Yeah, I'm not saying that it should be. Did you... Do you regret that a little bit? Um, I haven't really thought about it. I think the thing that I more regret um, is when I've been older and um, not participating as much in things. I think my participation I've regretted more mm. than the dancing. Because okay. um, even when I was um, like dancing lesson coming to Saturdays more frequently, I still wasn't. I think for me that seems like a more active choice because I was surrounded in the community and I wasn't talking to people and I wasn't, um, yeah, 
going around and even, I mean, I was still probably dancing at that point, but I didn't go on a lot of the camps when I was younger. I don't, I don't think I really went on a Christian camp until I went to LIT. Um, yeah, so I think the more things where I was like actively deciding not to participate or like whether it was conscious or unconscious is more okay. what I regret. But again, that probably was easy to do from the dancing, missing all the Saturdays. Yeah, so yeah. there's like, this partly like your thinking about oh, I, I just want to isolate myself but that was also because you were doing so many different things yeah possibly. outside of that you're like I'm just not sure how to yeah to make those two fit together yeah I don't think it was like an active decision to isolate myself I just tend to be really close with one person and then I um and then I'm like no one can talk to us <laughs> like we just, this is our time to catch up because I mean we'd only see each other then so it was like I very much saw it as our time and um I was like, I'm with my best friend. Like, go away. <laughs> Why are you trying oh, to talk really? to me? You know? yeah, well, yeah. I'm obviously <laughs> making it more dramatic than what it was. But yeah. I think um, I was just seeing it as like, I'm at church with my family and this is my best friend and I get to see her every week. And this is what... That's the yeah. only, only time you get to see yeah, I mean, certain I was, people. Yeah, when we grew older, like we saw each other more. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely when, it was young, when I was younger, it was like, this is our time. Yeah. This is, I'm not, I don't want to spend the time that we have together, like talking to other people mm. because, yeah. But as you also said at school, there wasn't many, you weren't hanging out with many Christians there. Well, yeah, so true. then you saw that as an opportunity. I think out. so, yeah. yeah. Which I, in <laughs> hindsight, I could have like broadened that and been able to share that with a lot more people. But, you know, when you're... And you're young and you want what you want and it's yeah. your way or the yeah. highway. But yeah. yeah, I definitely probably would have benefited so much from that. I would have benefited from the camps. I think, yeah, I would have benefited from talking to a lot more people mm. and hearing their experience. And, yeah, you know. and new friendships, it's <coughs> like at church, um, you can get re uh, have really deep friendships, but yeah. that comes from time as well. Yeah. So as, you, like, as you're in and out and yeah. doing your dance stuff. Well, you get out what you put in, so. Yep. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's a good point. Can I ask you, so how did you, if you step back from dancing a little bit, yeah. did you still have to do dancing as part of your HSC and finishing uh, school? Yeah, yeah. So that that was a good thing. <coughs> I ended up liking dancing again in year 11 and 12 That's because good. I only had one subject of dance. So that was my HSC subject. So I had no electives. I didn't have to do like three classes. I wasn't doing the outside stuff. We didn't have the ballet sport anymore. We just had our... Um, I think five or six subjects. So that was just one of them. Um, so I ended up loving it again. Okay, great. Yeah, through that, which was really good. I think, yeah, I just had to cut back on the school stuff and then do prioritise the stuff that I enjoyed because I enjoyed mm -hmm. the outside of school mm -hmm. stuff. But doing dance as a subject is not as fun as it might sound because we also had to write journals. Okay, so I was going to ask yeah, you, yeah. what else does that mean? So entail? how it gets assessed <laughs> is um, kind of helpful because I currently do a health degree. So we had to learn about all of our different muscles and stuff and how they work to create movements. Yep. So I'd have to do these things, and especially in the first two years, called dance journals. So I'd have to write a couple of pages per class. Mind you, there's two classes per week. Um, about what happened in the class and talk about um, like my movements, what muscles I use, how I activated them to achieve different movements and then like training and stuff. Wow. Yeah. And then um, you had a lot of assessments like that. So you would have to talk about a dance that you were doing um, and then talk about the different shapes that you do in that dance that your teachers choreographed and then talk about how you achieve those movements and if you had any struggles and how you like train to do that. 
Um, and then when it moved to the HSC, we had to choreograph our own dance. So we had to do essays about our dance and we had to write... Oh, it's um, like the written part of the exam. Yeah, yeah. So we did have a written part. So um, that was a little bit more um, different and complex as well. But for the dance part, we had two dancers. So one that I choreographed myself and then one that the teacher choreographed for the class. Um, and we had to write, at least for the one that we choreographed ourselves, there's like a thing called a motif and you've got to manipulate it. It's the most painful thing when, painful thing when you're choreographing. So you've got to um, choose like one movement that represents the emotion or like the thesis. It's kind of like a thesis um, of the dance and then you manipulate that. So every single move has to like derive from this one yeah. move and yeah, you have okay. to like use levels <laughs> and use all these different things to ma manipulate it. But every single, like no movement cannot be derived from that which gets so painful when you're doing like three minutes like you run out of ideas eventually yeah. um so you had to write about that and then we had a subject where we basically like critically appraised um dance pieces so we had to watch videos and then like break them down and we had to write essays on that which was so much fun oh really you really liked it no <laughs> oh are you being sarcastic <laughs> no yeah sorry i didn't mind it um i was a lot of the dancers hated it so i um, the thing that differentiated us is our written. So I didn't do too bad in the written comparatively, but a lot of the girls absolutely hated the written and bombed it. So that really? like made them scale lower. Mm. What uh, yeah. With your dance, when you choreographed it, what song did you do? Uh, it was some sort of instrumental thing and I, um, I married two songs and edited it. Um, myself but I actually really couldn't tell you like I don't know the name okay but I do remember what it was about it was about yes, um, having the a, what's the motif yes I will, I'll show you so it was about having a <laughs> well you're gonna do the dance <laughs> well just I can do it in the chair because okay. the motif's got to be really small so it's only like one single oh, movement yeah. really yeah okay. so it was okay. called having a weight on your shoulder or something like that it's about a weight on your shoulder so my motif was this Oh. That's it, yeah. And you're going to do a whole dance off of that. So can you describe that for the listeners? It was, oh. what did you, put your hand on your shoulder and look the, look the other way? Is that yeah, oh no, it would be like three sentences. So like okay. I'm standing in parallel, facing the front, where am I in the room? Um, and then I'll say like um, pulling my arm up in tension in front of my body. Um, oh, I'm so bad at this now. And then hand, my hand on shoulder, maybe like describe the... The angle, so like making a sharp angle with my elbow mm -hmm. and then um, folding my chest to my knee with tension and like change. Oh. And then you describe the changing of the level, something like that. Yeah, ridiculous. What's the level though? Um, like mid-level maybe. I'm just making it up, something like that. I mean, I would just make it up the whole time. And there was a few <laughs> things that you'll just <laughs> repeat that you'd like heard people say or they would kind of like describe. And they're like, hmm. But yeah, yes. it, oh, it was like the most arty-farty thing. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You would just make up stuff and it would be like pages of it. Yeah. Really? Oh, that would annoy me so oh, much. Th why do you think I hated it? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like people like, like you know how they like, you're in a museum looking at paintings like, yes, mm, yes, I see what they were trying yeah. to do. Well, mm. funny enough, I'm trying to get into that. I'm trying to get into art and learn about art. but Because I dropped visual arts year eight. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't know much. The main stuff I know about art, because I studied modern history in high school, loved modern history, was considering yes, doing like philosophy or something in university. Mm. Um, and then decided not to because I also have dyslexia. Um, but oh. I, I love reading. Um, but I really struggle with essay writing. So yeah, I always okay. did, because um, we had to do like NAPLAN tests and stuff to be able to do the HSC. Um, so I always did really well in like the reading and comprehension and everything, but the writing was awful. Um, so yeah, the essay writing, I thought for my own sanity, I should probably choose something that doesn't have as much essay writing. How does 
Yeah, that yeah. sounds fair enough. How does the dyslexia manifest itself? Um, like, what does it look like? What, what, oh, yeah, um, what does it mean? What does it yeah. look like? Yeah, so it's very different in heaps of people. Mm. So for me at least, um, some people have like the words moving on the page. I don't have that. For me, um, at least everyone does this thing where they, um, for a word, you, your brain kind of registers the first and last bits of the word and kind of fills it in. Yeah, I've so, seen that, yeah. Um, I just fill it in incorrectly, essentially. So really? I, yeah, yeah, I remember because someone showed me, I think it was at uni, and they showed like the first part of the word and the end of the, the last yeah, part yeah. of the word, and you could work out what part of the word, what, what the word was. Yeah, yeah. But you're saying that your brain can't fill in that Yeah, I mean, sometimes it can. So I, when I got diagnosed or when I found out, it was around, um, I want to say around year nine or 10, sort of before the HSC, because I was able to then get provisions. But um, when I got diagnosed, I decided I'm going to read because screw this. I'm going to do the HSC. I need to um, I need to get better at reading. You'll need to read. Yeah, this is the one thing like holding me down. So I got into reading and I do it to this day. I absolutely love it. I've got a whole, I, on it, this is a thing, buying books and reading two different hobbies. So I have a massive bookshelf with heaps of books. Uh, but I have the I, same problem. Yeah, I don't think I'll read them all in my lifetime. Oh, yeah. Is um, it fiction or nonfiction? Oh, okay. So I started reading nonfiction. Um, well, a little bit of both, but predominantly nonfiction because I, I do a health degree. So I was interested in like the biology and health sort of stuff. And then I got into self-help for a little bit. I can't stand it. Sorry for the people that love self-help. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Um, and then I ended up doing fiction and I absolutely love fiction because at least for me, um, personally, I feel like you can learn more from fiction because you're just kind of it's like character studies like you're looking at people seeing how they interact and I feel like right. I learn a lot more um from, I mean it depends on the topic I mean most self-help books I feel like can be condensed to like a tweet um <laughs> or like a they can be like a, there's a summary that gives you the same sort of gist yeah but I feel like I learn a lot more from fiction and I love fiction yeah well what's your what would you say your favorite fiction book is have you got one that you could I've, just immediately say it's my favorite i do i've got a few so um the book that i'm reading at the moment is called lola in the mirror so it's by trent dalton so it's his new one but my favorite book is um boy Swallows universe if you've i've heard of that yeah i've I'm, read it. i talked to ethan about it. i think he read it and loved I it so. i think so i absolutely love it i um my boyfriend went on a cruise and i gave it to him and he doesn't read. So I was like, you're reading this. You've got no internet. I'm forcing you. So he got to like a page 108 or 80 or something. So he did pretty well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love that book. Um, I love, um, I studied Russia for modern history. So I love a lot of Russian literature. Yeah, I, I know. I know what you're going to say. Say it. What do you think? It's, uh, what's the one with the Russian soldier? And it's really long. Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to say Crime and Punishment. Oh, no. I've no, read that sorry. one, but not that one. Are you thinking like um, Dr. something or other? Anyway, it's neither of those. In, it's um, The Master and Margarita. Oh. Yeah. So if you think of Russian literature, not many people do name that one, but it is a classic. So the it's got a good story behind it. So it was um, initially written during the um, Soviet union and then um the author burnt the manuscripts and the character in the book is writing a book and he burns his manuscripts and then he <laughs> rewrote it and he was um targeted by stalin and stuff and it was ended up being like a banned book yep. and they like smuggled it out and translated it during 
the yeah, Soviet Union. But the premise wow. of it is there's like a master and there's a margarita. So that there's like a little bit of a love story going there. But basically the devil comes to town. Re, like I don't want to say it's not reincarnated, but kind of like that as um, like a mu- musician. Oh. Um, so it's very camp. It's a very camp book. Um, and he sort of goes around and like makes mischief in the Soviet Union. So it's set in that time. And like the first sort of dialogue. Oh, and sorry, every couple of um, chapters, it's intertwined with the crucifixion of Jesus. And like they're talking about this and the devil's there. And there's a lot of like Pontius Pilate in it. And it's really cool. So, yeah, because he's talking about how because he was obviously there. So, it's, yeah, it's very careful. Oh, I was saying that the devil was there. Yeah. So, that yeah, it like intertwines between the two stories. And he I like see. goes, he puts on this show and like makes mayhem and he does, yeah, all this stuff. It's, yeah, it's a really cool book. I highly recommend. I'm pretty okay. sure I've convinced someone to read it at church, I think. Or it was another book. But I've definitely convinced some people at church to read some books of mine. Master and, Mar- and Margarita? Yeah, The Master and Margarita. Okay. What's a margarita? Isn't that a drink? <laughs> yes. Um, it's <laughs> yes, like, it is. It's the, she's like the woman protagonist. I actually don't, I'm sure it means something, but I actually can't remember. Okay, I did read right. the book at least like four years ago. Oh, that's right. So, that's yeah, but I did get, do you know the Folio Society? They, no. really expensive, hard, like cloth-bound books. I did purchase that book that's the only book i have for them it was like over a hundred dollars and i think the shipping was like even more i got oh my it gosh. for like christmas or my birthday one year i asked okay. for it um yeah and they like they get illustrators to draw pictures um in it um and yeah that's the but only one a special I have book from for that. you that's like, yeah no that i love sense. that book yeah. it's so good i think you told me before we started recording like just going back to doing yeah. the hsc you did all the dance choreograph yes chore- choreography sorry. yes but it was during COVID lockdown. Is that right? Yes. The 2021 COVID lockdown? Um, 2020. 2020. So this is, it started, COVID started at sort of like, I think at technically 2019 at the end of the year, but it didn't really become a thing until like January. I think we went to we, the first lockdown in March maybe. Yeah, at the end of March. Yeah. At the end of March 2020. Yeah. So, lockdown, yeah. so I remember being at school possibly at the start of March and like seeing all the numbers spike up and being like, are we going to be in lockdown? Are we not? It was like, yeah, big thing. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, it was during that time. What's it like finishing school during COVID? Because I remember yeah. um, we had Aurelia on. Yeah, yeah. She um, was the year after. So yeah. she was 2021, yeah. Yeah, so she had some really great insights into it. Can yeah. You, what, what would you say it was like? Yeah. Trying, trying to finish school at home yeah. and doing heaps of stuff over Zoom and all oh, that. Oh, it was awful. So she was 2021. So, and I think their lockdown was during their. It was um, later in the year. I yeah, think. it was later in the year during their trials. Mm. So a lot of people got emailed, or not emailed, sorry, mailed the trial practice paper. So we got to do our trials in person, yep. but we had the disadvantage. So that was a massive disadvantage to them. But we had the disadvantage of teachers being dinosaurs and not being able to work Zoom because <laughs> it was first introduced then. So we were kind of like the test dummies of trying to figure yeah. out that. And um, yeah, a lot of our teachers couldn't figure out how to post all the work on Google Classroom and or the Moodles or whatever we had. Mm. And yeah, it was awful. And yeah, cause it was very much um, also peak anxiety for everyone. Cause no one really knew it was happening. Um, um, I think like uh, politically or at least um, the opinions of COVID were very like differing at the time. So it was very yeah dramatic on both sides. A lot of people were angry and you were at home. And I think like the Black Lives Matter happened. Cause I remember being like in my room and seeing all that stuff. And honestly, yeah. like it felt like, it was like so much intensity and it was just, yeah, there was so much anxiety just around COVID, around that, around 
heaps of stuff. So HSC. It was, I mean, HSC, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy mm. and very, like, demotivating. And I think added to an extra sort of burnout towards the end of the year. Um, when it came time to finally do the HSC, like, I was so over it. And most people do by that time. Like, you've been studying so hard. But, yeah, we – yeah, it sucked <laughs> in summary. <laughs> in comparison to what – at least your brother Daniel, uh, your brother was Daniel. Yeah, Daniel said on the podcast. What he did was he like, say again? "Well, you said that you saw the clip oh, of yes. him, and you're like, oh, come on, guys, what does that mean? Yeah. Does that mean that you're like, why? Yeah. Why did you have that reaction? Well, I'm very much a person that's like, not, let's, let's get 98, like 99. Like I very much like to do things. Yeah. Um, full blast. I did not get that, by the way. <laughs> I ended up doing the opposite. I kind of had the thing where you get so anxious and you get so put so much pressure on yourself that you end up like procrastinating to escape escape that feeling that was me. yeah I did that too. I'm, I'm still dealing with it mm. um so um and I think the at least the way that they approach it, it just frustrates me because it's like at least have the intentionality behind it like I understand the um the stress and not wanting to do it and procrastinating because I experienced it myself but I'm like just have some intentionality on like wanting to do well um that's something that I struggle to understand them with yeah. in some things yeah. um but yeah my experience in high school was kind of like that like I um equally as them which I probably I was like not re rewrite my wrongs but like I didn't do as well in um page which I got into my degree so who really cares like unless you're trying to get into medicine like don't try and get a 99 because there's really no point like mm-hmm. you can get more sleep at night and you can see your friends and you can do better things and have a more balanced lifestyle don't pressure yourself to do that um but yeah I sort of did the thing where I was stressed and really wanted to do really well but then in doing that I procrastinated because it was just too much so I ended up like the night before so sorry parents um (laughs) I like printed off someone else's notes and like just read it and I think I'd made like a table for my modern history and I'm like filled it out with all like quotes and stuff and like printed it and god bless her lisa drove me into um high school the i think two of the days for my hsc because she worked around the area so that's um aurelia's mom and i was literally just reading out my notes and like reciting stuff to her on the whole car trip (laughs) and that was like a majority of my study i yeah didn't do many practice papers i was just yeah too too overwhelmed and i ended up getting a very good mark for what i put in i mean um, which is like so ironic because I cared about it so much, but then my work didn't reflect that because it just, yeah, it like I kind of shut off really. Um, but yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no, I don't had this, I had a similar thing is that I think I would be like I have to do this really well. Yeah. But then I'd feel so overwhelmed by all the work that I felt that I had to do that yeah. I would procrastinate. But then it just creates this awful cycle of being like. Yeah. I'm not doing it, so I need to do more, but I'm so anxious and yep. overwhelmed by it, then I just won't do anything. And like it's a, it's awful. It's really, I, I, you describing that, I went back to that time. I yeah. remember sitting in my room just feeling like, I hate this. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, would this it's ever awful. end? That's the other thing. Yeah, I literally. Of. And especially because I very much, um, I have like a weird relationship with um, like my intelligence and like academic stuff in general. Um, it's not so much a problem now, but especially when I was younger, a lot of people, um, would like think I'm very dumb and I would get a lot of stuff about that. So like performing academically was such a thing, but then because like to of show them that not, not really to show, more myself, honestly, oh, okay. I yeah, didn't really care what other people 
I mean, of in publicly or like in conversations with people, but that's not really academics. That's sort of like being able to recount things. And I have, um, because of my dyslexia, I have um, mm. trouble recalling things like names mm. of things. <laughs> so that obviously didn't help my case. No. So I had a lot of, um, yeah, mainly in, um, in face-to-face interactions, I worry about that more if someone's like sort of showing me that they think I'm an idiot. But academically, it's more of a me thing. So I think growing up with that, um, I kind of like I had that self-doubt in of my intelligence. So performing academically was like a big thing because that's how you like it's a quantifiable thing. It's like a number on a page. Yeah. So yeah, you can see I'm. Am I actually this There's a, smart? like a metric, a measure of it? Yeah. 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 I think that's still a thing now. Like if I go to do a test, like I'm always, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. And like it's, I've, and I know I'm smart, but it's like a, I have to be, I, it's a further emphasis on having to be smart because of that. Mm. But yeah. How did, um, like in a stressful time, I think in the HSC, I didn't rely on God enough. Did you, do you think you did the same or you like you were really just too distracted which that was my case. I was like yeah. just too focused on myself, really. So, did you have a similar experience of? Oh, were you was it? Were you seeking God, God's wisdom and God's comfort in those times that was just so stressful. Yeah, I was not. <laughs> so that's probably the one big time in my life. Um, it was never like I was actively going against, but it was during, especially during lockdown, was probably the main thing because yeah. we were um, moved a lot of church to online and a lot of the. Yeah. I would have still been in youth group. Um, yeah, I didn't attend any of them. And I don't think it was any like particular reason, but I think especially probably with my tendency to isolate myself, being like physically isolated in your room and not talking to people, I just kind of like hermited myself mm. and was um, particularly like that. So I think lockdown particularly was like that, um, where I definitely, yeah, I wasn't even attending church or youth group. So, and I probably wasn't even um, reading my Bible because I was so out of the loop and probably even praying less, which is crazy because sometimes the moments where you need to pray the most, you pray the less, Yeah. Um, yep. which yep. I definitely find in myself because that thing that you're so worried about becomes such a thing and you're just so stressed about it, which the way that you could, um, yeah, stepping away, you kind of have blinders. So stepping yes. away from that and going yes. to God would help so much, but you just get so hyper fixated on this thing and it seems like the end of the world when you can easily... Only I can fix it. Yeah, 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 it, yeah it very much. Um, when you have blinders on, you feel like you're the only one experiencing this and yeah, heaps of people well. are. Yeah. And you can reach out to God and he's always there, but yeah, you just don't for some reason. So I Well, because we're sinful. That's why. Well, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I didn't attend church and I definitely fell um, away from God during that period of time. And then when stuff started to open up, I started going to church again. But um, and it, I started to get back on track, but it was still like the HSC was just such a big thing. So I think my attention, like I didn't seek God to, for the support in that like I should have so I was still sort of tainted so I wouldn't say that my relationship was like fully separated from God I was still um I started praying again but um I wasn't fully yeah it wasn't my main priority when it definitely should have been and and I know that you're looking back in hindsight yeah it's like why did I do that oh you want to shake yourself yeah 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 because you're like yeah, you're it sort of like given me, in front of your eyes, like, yeah, listen. It would have given me way more perspective yeah. about what I was doing, which yeah. in the sense would help with, I'm reflecting on myself, but you yeah. probably identify with this too, but it would give me way more perspective, which it would reduce the anxiety, which would mean I'd probably work better 
oh, on yeah. what I was working on anyway. But yeah. like, you don't do that thing. You'd like, no, I got to do this. I have to do it all myself, and I have, yeah. have to fix it. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go back and punch myself in the face. Really, yeah. that's that's the thing. Yeah, but you know, I am thankful for it. at least being able to have the hindsight, being able to look back for it because yeah, I'm able to, to recognize that, especially. Um, for next year because I'm doing placement so I'm going I won't be able to go to church as much Mm. Um, especially because I don't go to youth group anymore but I go to bible study so even this semester with uni I was um, up there four days a week so I was um, staying with the Crawshaws up in Thoreau during the week so I wasn't able to go to my bible study because yeah I was so tired driving back I like almost veered off the road so many times like driving Mm. back from Wollongong Mm. um, for that would have been like eight times I was driving per week. So, um, yeah, I started to stay up there, which helped me with, like, preventing burnout and a lot of other things. But it did – and obviously they're a Christian family. I was able to talk to them, and that was thankful that I wasn't fully isolated from God. I still had that. Yeah. Um, and I still had, sun, like, Saturdays. So I was coming to Saturday, and um, I've been up to Sunday a couple times with my parents because they go to that one. Um, but I wasn't able to have Bible study, and that's, like, such a great time to – talk to people and it's like a specialized time to hang out with your friends but to talk with the god and your um, talk with the god talk with the god <laughs> um talk with god and yeah there's a lot of intentionality behind it um so yeah going into next year i'm um with the hindsight that i have from covid and my hsc years i'm trying to think of ways that i can bring that and make sure that i don't because i'll be away from away for five weeks at a time so I will even miss those Saturdays. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of ways that I can prevent that from happening. And mm. yeah, What's the course that you're doing? Ah, uh, yeah, so nutrition and dietetics. Yep. Um, my sister did the same thing. Oh, really? Mm. At Wollongong? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, my sister was at Sydney, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like the big two. Yeah. 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 Are you enjoying it? And do you plan to do that when, oh, you, when you finished yeah. school? Um, yes and no. Um, no. Mm, no, hmm? no, I want to say no. So I, <laughs> um, I wanted, when I was younger, I, maybe like 14, people would say, what do you want to do? And I would say, I want to be a nutritionist, not knowing what it was. Like I danced. Um, I never like grew up cooking food, so I didn't really know why. But I just said, nutritionist sounds fun. Don't even know where I found <laughs> out about it because it wasn't even a really big thing back then. Hmm. But I would just answer with that. And then when I got older, I kind of, Um, went back and forth between different things. I wanted to do different health stuff and I considered medicine for a while. Um, And I think even I got offers for like um, neuroscience and nursing. So I um, ended up deciding to go the health route because I was just um, thinking maybe modern history, politics, philosophy. So I ended up going the health route and then um, I was like, do I want to do medicine? I didn't get um, the ATAR for to do medicine so I was like if I wasn't I didn't still didn't really know so I was like if I'm gonna do something I don't want to go into medical health sciences because that's not a career path so I figured I want to do something that I can have a career path with that I'd be happy and if I wanted to do medicine later on the track I could um and I was just so lucky I ended up loving it so which is a fluke I mean a lot of people change degrees um, the first sort of year, but I, yeah, I ended up loving it and it's, I'm so passionate about it now, which is so yeah, lucky, but yeah, um, I kind of did, but kind of didn't. It was always in the back of my mind, but I, yeah, definitely wasn't, I didn't really know what they did really. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So even kind of when I got into the degree I did, but I didn't really know. So yeah, it just ended up working out for you me. S- you say you're in your second year? 
Um, no, sorry, I'm going to my fourth year. Oh, right. Yeah, so um, so that's why I'm doing all my placements. So that's my yeah, last year. Yep. So it's like a half research and placement year. So I do like five weeks of placement, five weeks of research, and that goes like intertwined throughout the whole year. Well, okay. yep. And I have to travel for most of them. I only have mm. one placement in Sydney. Mm-hmm. So which is really good for like career and experience and I have to do rural placements and stuff. Um, but yeah, you're away from the church community, which is, mm. I mean, being away from my family, I mean, who cares But the church? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting that yeah. you're saying that because we, we've, we've talked a lot on, the, on um, this episode of how there's times where you felt like you weren't as part of the community as much as you perhaps wanted to be or yeah. looking back on it, you wanted to be. Yeah. So I think that's cool that you're like, oh, no, now it's really, really important. I want to be part yeah, of it yeah. all the I time. Yeah, I don't think it would have been back. Yeah. I don't I don't think I would have thought about it the same way. Mm. I don't think it would have been, yeah, as much of an impact, but definitely now and I feel like I'm just getting started. Like I don't yeah. wanna you know, and yeah. obviously it's like hard when you when you're away from everyone, like it's so hard. I mean people have their own lives. So yeah. like um and I'll obviously be doing my own thing um f- during that time. But yeah, I'm definitely now I'm like this is my priority. I wanna try and figure out ways that I can sort of um, make do while I'm there to make sure that I'm still sort of getting that or like a supplement of that. Mm. We have um, an experience of like what you like works and doesn't work to a degree well, now yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really cool. Uh, let's ask, let's, let me ask you, we kind of up to the present now. Yes. So we've looked back across a lot of part, big part of your life and how much we talked about dancing and, and yeah. school and stuff like that. And, um, just the differences in, uh, the how how worth how worthwhile it is spending time at church yeah and being part of the community so let's ask the final question what do you know now as a christian that you wish your younger christian self knew yeah um well i had my answer before the podcast so it's not <laughs> related to what we've been talking about but it's the community right. i think um as it's I was related to what we were yeah, talking about yeah so yeah it just happens to be that so mm. i'm yeah, I think especially with the camps and um, stuff like that, which I didn't participate in, I wish I participated in that stuff. I wish I um, went around and talked to people. Um, what do you think is the thing yeah. that you miss the most but not doing those things? Um, I think valuable friendships that I was able, mm. um, able to connect to Jesus because all my friends really weren't, apart from one, weren't... Um, Christian Mm. so I think I missed that aspect I think I missed a lot of um, experiences just going to church because I think it was a lot easier for me to miss church because I was only missing one person like I wasn't missing a whole group of people I wasn't missing like that wasn't I guess I made it easier to not be as big of an aspect of my life so it was easier to go off and do my own thing yeah Um, so I think I definitely miss stuff because of that um, I think I also just miss talking to different people about their different experience. Like I just um, think there's so much I could have learned. Um, I would have been less in my bubble and less thinking that I was the only one that living on this earth, which <laughs> I'm not. So, I, yeah, I think I just miss that. I mean, that's a lot of things, but um, I think I just missed a lot of things that could have developed me as a Christian earlier on. So yeah. I'm, I get that now and I'm still developing that now, but I didn't get that as much when I was younger because I missed out on those things. Well, you said it's a lot of things, but also community is a lot of things. Well, and yeah, exactly. And it's, it's almost like you had um, quite different experience going to school. Yeah. But you, it sounds like within a Christian environment, you wanted to have that from other people so you could 
I mean, it's interesting that you talked about how when people would ask you questions, that would solidify your faith. But it's almost like you wanted that in the Christian environment as well, that, that people would be able, yeah. you'd be able to talk about those things with those people rather than just being a bit more on your own and yeah. having to kind of challenge yourself and think about it yourself. Yeah, I think being able to ask people my own questions and then being able to answer yeah, them and would talk, have been, and talk about it with yeah, them. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah, being that person <laughs> that I was responding to to other people would have been really beneficial to myself and it's always cool like hearing other people's testimony and how they came um to Jesus and what they believe and why they believe it and I think that also would have been just as beneficial mm. for me um yeah solidifying my faith or coming to it or mm. further developing it or choosing it as my own and not just being because I grew up with it so yeah I mean yeah. yeah I wonder how much of you being growing up in a Christian family influenced that too because mm-hmm. Uh, we always talk with people that have grown up in a Christian family and they say, I had to take on, we take on the faith ourselves. Yeah. And maybe an influence on that in some people is being more in a Christian environment to help you understand it. Like, oh no, this is mine. And then I'm going out in the world. Whereas it's almost like you're out in the world and then maybe not spending as much time as you could have. Yeah, to do yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, I think both of them, like I really value my time out of the world. I don't think I would have. Mm. Um, yeah, you said that. Was- yeah, I don't think I would have chose it. Or like, um, that was just like a big part of my decision. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really value it. And even like thinking about like my children, I'm like, would I want to send them to Christian school? Would I not? I don't know. Like, mm. it's always a gamble. Because, yeah, just because I had that experience, which was so good for mm. me personally. But you can never tell like who's someone else in that environment, you know, you you never know. Mm. Yeah, it's something to keep thinking about. This <laughs> makes me think now. Um, yeah. But let, why don't we wrap up the episode? Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. That's okay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> That's all right. I feel so honoured. I mean, I was the fourth in the list <laughs> yeah. from my family. So. Well, we tried to get you on before Hudson and Daniel, I think. Or I Did think, you? I yeah, think we I, were. Or so, but yeah. you might have been busy anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this has been episode 110. Yeah. Very special. Very, very special. A new special. lucky number. Is it? No. My lucky number is seven. No. Oh. Yeah. Well, my birthday is on the 14th. Seven's a holy number. Yes. Yeah. So is that it? Is that the only two reasons? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, but do people really have many reasons why something's their lucky number? You know. I don't know. It's do like they? your favorite color. Like that's oh, cute. I don't know. What's your favorite color? Oh, light blue. I love light blue. It, why did so? You, not just blue. You have to make it light blue. Yeah. Well, I'm very pale, so I feel like light blue clothes look really good on me. Oh, do they? Yeah. And okay. I've got like light blue eyes. So I used to love pink, but pink just doesn't do well with my skin. So, oh. so that, and I think I just started wearing light blue because. It looked better on me. And then I was like, I really like this color. Okay. Yeah. My favorite color is orange, if you're wondering. Oh, I do like orange, but I I can't wear it. Although I have done a photo shoot. Oh, yeah, being a dancer, I did photo (laughs) shoots. Anyway, I have done a photo shoot where I was wearing an orange number. It was like a massive dress. And I had, I was posing with these orange flowers Mm -hmm. um, in one of the gardens somewhere. (laughs) One of the gardens. Yeah, but it's my favorite photo of me wearing orange. But okay. I was wearing a spray tan, so that's the only reason. I was orange oh, myself, orange and well, that's yeah. why I could wear the orange, <laughs> but I couldn't wear it now. <laughs> All right. It's been lovely to have you on. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, if you are listening, we're going to take a little break over the uh, just the Christmas period, but we'll have plenty more Chip Lunch guests to come on. This has been episode 110 with Ashley. Yeah. Thank you very much. And we always finish with one way. Oh, so one way. One way. I was going to say thank you for having me, but one way. That was great.